Good morning, Refuge Ministries. This is Transformation Radio from the Braille House.
Good morning, gentlemen. This is Pastor Tom. Hey, just wanted to give you some, uh, just some encouragement because of some things I'm hearing on the street um, from some of you within the ministry and what I'm discerning in, in prayer time and just the things that I'm really excited about. Just sense that we've had a shift in the last year at least and, um, and very much many of you are paving the way, some of you coordinators and some of you leaders that have been shifting uh, into your intimacy with the Lord and keeping our first practice your priority, which is, you know, just totally all about commitment to God and keeping Him as your first priority and digging in and seeking who He is and His ways. And it's bearing fruit. Um, what I'm truly hearing and seeing is, is that there's some of almost like a, a true dream of Scripture, which is to make disciples. And I I've heard many of you that are uh, moving through the ministry or reaching back for your brother. You're pouring back into the phases behind you. You're sacrificing yourself and looking at others' needs ahead of yourself. And man, does that ever uh, just just truly exemplify what a ministry is all about, because that is the heart of Jesus. So as you are laying your life down that your brothers can live, that's Jesus Christ and, and what he exemplified while he was here. So I just want to just share with you just how exciting uh, those reports are. And for those of you that are still on the recipient side that are receiving from others, um, I challenge you to reach back and uh, whatever you have, you have more than probably what the guy behind you has. So you've been there long enough. It's time for you then to reach back as well. Uh, intentionally uh, reach into the hearts of men and and truly start asking questions about who they are and where they are and why they're there and just really allow your curiosity to lead you into a relationship and find out more about them than you ever dreamed. And, and maybe as we start to understand and find out about each other, we will celebrate just our humanity together. You know, even Jesus himself was... 100% God, 100% man. Sometimes we become so spiritually high in regards to the way we talk or the way we try to relate to each other that we become no earthly good. So let's learn each other. Let's find each other in, in a sense of our real authentic person and who we are and what makes us tick. And, and let's get beyond the masks and get to each other's hearts because we need each other desperately in a culture that that is going totally contrary to what you guys have decided to do, which is to become uh, part of the army of God. So I challenge you, reach back, find a man or two or three, and pour your life into them and continue to uh, be a servant, um, become the least of these so that others can live. Well, God bless you. I'm excited for our season. I'm excited for us transitioning from program to ministry. And I just pray it goes so deep that uh, we literally get lost in, in the presence of God. And as we all walk together in him, others can glean from us and see him. And I pray that we become an attraction to those that don't know him. So God bless you as you go out today and some of you go in the, in the marketplace. Just keep that in the forefront of your mind that you need to be an attraction today. And those of you that are in Lancaster, go deep in intimacy. Again, go deep in the things of your heart. And those of you that are discovering yourself and what you're about and what you want in Venton County, I just uh, I pray that God would in, 
truly envelop you and encounter you so that you cannot deny that he's real. God bless. Have an awesome day, gentlemen. Um, I love you and continue to pray every day uh, for everything going on in your guys' life. So I'm excited for the future. God bless. November 4th. Our reading in the New Testament today comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verses 1 through 20. We'll read about the impossible. The ABCs of the Christian life are important, but they must be a launching pad and not a parking lot, for the challenge is, let us go on to maturity. If we get sluggish and dull toward the Word, we may fall by the wayside and stop being fruitful. As long as disobedient believers are bringing shame to Christ, it is impossible to bring them to repentance, and God must deal with them. And we'll read about uh, the improbable. The writer did not believe that his readers were in that condition, although they did have a long way to go in their Christian experience. The fruit was there. Diligence, faith, and patience are required to live the Christian life, no doubt about it. Maturity, though, is not automatic. And we'll read about the immutable. That's a big word, the immutable. Uh, The chapter ends with one of the greatest statements on security found anywhere in Scripture. God's promise and God's oath assure us that we are His, and God's character backs up His words. Instead of drifting, we're anchored heavenward, where Jesus ministers in the very presence of God. And that anchor will not fail. You can bet your life on it. We are anchored so we can make progress. And now let's begin our narration today of the New Testament. November 4th, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 20. So let us stop going over the basics of Christianity again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start all over again with the importance of turning away from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. For it is impossible to restore to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people to repentance again because they are nailing the Son of God to the cross again by rejecting Him, holding Him up to public shame. When the ground soaks up the rain that falls on it and bears a good crop for the farmer, it has the blessing of God. But if a field bears thistles and thorns, it is useless. The farmer will condemn that field and burn it. Dear friends, even though we are talking like this, we really don't believe that it applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. For God is not unfair. He will not forget how hard you have worked for Him and how you have shown your love to Him by caring for other Christians, as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep right on loving others as long as life lasts, 
in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and patience. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in His own name, saying, I will certainly bless you richly, and I will multiply your descendants into countless millions. Then Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. When people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound Himself with an oath, so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that He would never change His mind. So God has given us both His promise and His oath. These two things are unchangeable, because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to Him for refuge can take new courage, for we can hold on to His promise with confidence. This confidence is like a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain of heaven into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. He has become our eternal high priest in the line of Melchizedek. Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say
finding myself at a loss for words and the funny thing is it's okay hey, this is Brian Wheeler phasing up the two just want to holler at my brothers down there at the farm thank you all so much this is an awesome brotherhood my life's been transformed and all the glory to God. Really appreciate what's happened in my life and the brothers down there just hang hang on tight and just pour into them new brothers. Love y'all. Our reading today is from Psalm 105, verses 16 through 36. Now the previous Psalm extols the Creator, while this one exalts the Redeemer and his providential care for his people Israel. It talks about his deeds. When you read the history of Israel, You are encouraged by God's mighty and marvelous deeds wrought for His needy people. You want to praise Him, rejoice in Him, seek Him, and tell others about Him. And we'll read about His covenant. God bound Himself by an oath to only one nation, Israel. He gave His promise to Abraham and then reaffirmed it to His descendants. The covenant was their assurance that they would inherit the land. God's new covenant people have the assurance that their future inheritance is secure. And we'll read about his servants. God sent Joseph to Egypt to preserve Jacob's family so that they could become a nation. He sent Moses to Egypt to deliver his people. He sent Aaron to assist Moses and serve as high priest for a sinful people. The point is, God always has a man or woman ready to sin when a job must be done. He wants to hear you say, Here am I, Lord, send me. Psalm 105, verses 16 through 36. He, the Lord, called for a famine on the land of Canaan, cutting off its food supply. Then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. There in prison, they bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar. Until the time came to fulfill his word, the Lord tested Joseph's character. Then Pharaoh sent for him and set him free. The ruler of the nation opened his prison door. Joseph was put in charge of all the king's household. He became ruler over all the king's possessions. He could instruct the king's aides as he pleased and teach the king's advisers. Then Israel arrived in Egypt. Jacob lived as a foreigner in the land of Ham, and the Lord multiplied the people of Israel until they became too mighty for their enemies. Then he turned the Egyptians against the Israelites, and they plotted against the Lord's servants. But the Lord sent Moses his servant, along with Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed miraculous signs among the Egyptians, and miracles in the land of Ham. The Lord blanketed Egypt in darkness, but they had defied His commands to let His people go. He turned the nation's water into blood, poisoning all the fish. Then frogs overran the land. They were found even in the king's private rooms. When He spoke, flies descended on the Egyptians and gnats swarmed across Egypt. Instead of rain, 
he sent murderous hail, and flashes of lightning overwhelmed the land. He ruined their grapevines and fig trees, and shattered all the trees. He spoke, and hordes of locusts came, locusts beyond number. They ate up everything green in the land, destroying all the crops. Then he killed the oldest child in each Egyptian home, the pride and joy of each family. Proverbs 27, verses 1 and 2 Don't brag about tomorrow, since you don't know what the day will bring. Don't praise yourself. Let others do it.
phasing up to phase two. Uh, the farm's an awesome place. Really get reconnected with God down there. He's uh, slowly restoring my health and my mind. Just help me to feel honest and pure joy. I'm thankful. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transformation Radio. If you have any questions, affirmations, or testimonies, please send them to us at radio at menslifeschange.org. Have a wonderful day.